With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's happening? I'm going to unmute you. Hello. Hey, welcome hey, in. Timmy. Hey, what's happening? Canada, man. Ah, what's happening, Jim? Good, good. It's been a long time, brother. Yeah, man, ironing out the kinks here, trying to see what's going on. Supposedly, we're linked to YouTube. I'm not sure how that looks. Uh, I just, I am not sure. Actually, I'm not on YouTube just now, so I'll see if I can jump in and take a look there as well. Yeah. I'm not sure, but let's see. Uh, it might take a yeah, minute. I don't see anything. Yeah, it might take a minute once. Uh... All right, no worries. How you been, man? Doing well. How about yourself? Good, good. Been waiting for a long time. Yeah, me too. Me too. So if this <laughs> YouTube thing, it says it should be on, visit, visible, is upcoming. All right, I don't know. Let me see. Maybe I got to turn on the video. So is it under your normal YouTube channel? Uh, no, uh, yeah, Podcast Winterfell. So I'm going to view channel here. I don't see anything uh, live. Uh, yeah, I know. It doesn't say anything about live. I'm trying to like the videos now. Live now. Yeah, I'm not the most, uh, not the most tech savvy. Me neither, so. yeah. <laughs> but. Either way, we'll get this going. So I'm going to do a little recording test with you real quick. So let's see. Uh, sure, check, sure. check. Go ahead. Talk a little bit. Yep. Yep. So uh, everything's going good on this side of north of the wall, man, in Canada. So hopefully everything works out tonight. All right. Good. The audio sounds going? good. No, the audio sounds good. Um, I like that. Just got to, I don't know why the YouTube ain't linking, but. If it doesn't go, it doesn't go. It says upcoming on my screen. Oh. Live stream. Live stream. I'll be honest with you. I never watched anything live on YouTube before. My kids do it, but... <laughs> I'm ask them. Yeah. Where do you uh, see the live stream? Um, On my... On the, our page... It's uh, our YouTube page. It's like the uh, the our channel page. All right, let me see. Uh, and it's podcast Winterfell. Gotta put it yeah. in channel. I'm on a different browser, and I don't even see anything like that. Yeah. Oh well. It's okay. Uh, Videos. We got a lot, a lot take... of callers lined up. 
Nope, you're the first one right now. I'm kind of that's why I'm kind of stalling, just BSing no, with you a little bit. Yeah, no worries, man. Take your time. We waited this long, right? Yeah. We got a, a little bit different talk shoe format. They give us a different number. So when I sent out the flyer earlier, <clears throat> I put the old number, but they yeah, uh, yeah. gave us a new one. But anybody who calls in, it's the same. Once you get through to talk shoe, it's the same. Uh, Pin and all that stuff. Yeah, pin. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to guess three. I guess three is just in the viewing in the chat. Awesome. All right, so I'm going to switch stop video right now. Yeah. Leave the audio recording. I guess four. Cool. So shoes, a little new setup. But yeah, like last year, you know, we'll probably assume we will want to get started at 10, but take everybody a few minutes to get gathered. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll go to anything. Sorry, man, can't help you on that end. Yeah, you know what? Um not stressing it i'm gonna just do what i do yeah. and uh we'll get it going you know yeah i'm uh, here this is it's four, yeah it's for a podcast but we you know we were trying to reach out but hopefully by next week i'll get it it should have just went automatically because yeah that's what uh that's what talk shoe is supposed to do yeah so would I find it through TalkShoe or through YouTube? Maybe that's it's, what it is. Let me go through TalkShoe. Yeah, okay, so we got the calling show. No, last episode it says. Yeah, I want to do a new episode. episode January 4th, 2022. Hmm. Coming in live? No, so on TalkShoe it doesn't show anything. It just shows the previous episodes. Yeah, it's weird. It worked earlier. It could just be on my end, man. It could be either. No, I'm not it, sure. I it's supposed to start right away. You know what? Uh, I don't know. I don't want to do that. Nope. I want to start recording and call. All right, let's see. Okay. All right, I found the link. Yeah, no, it takes me to the same place. So, yeah, it's not showing live on my end. Yeah, it's, but I, it, I did find the, the link, though.
you used to be able to see like the users logging in, right? On uh, on the talk to side of things, if I remember. Yeah. Um, or did you I have to see, register for that? I think that's right. I can see them. A couple people left. Brett was here, but he just left. So hopefully he'll call right back. But yeah, we're just trying to iron out the kinks. Um, anybody listening who's not on the call, um, chat. Get the chat started. If, yeah, I'm gonna guess, see if I can log in too. Cool. Yeah, it's a whole new format from last year. It's pretty cool. But through Talkshoe though. What's that? Yeah, it's all through Talkshoe. Through Talkshoe though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see. I haven't logged in in almost two years, so <laughs> I don't remember my login, so I'm trying to log in now. Oop, not that. Yeah, I just, I won't be able to chat unless I create a new account, so. Yeah, no, no, no. That's All right. The talking part's more important, anyways. Streaming. You know. Oh, well. All right. We'll go back here. Right. Talk shoe. All right, Brett's here. I'm gonna unmute. I'm gonna mute you real quick. Get Brett on. Brett, how are you? Pretty good, Tim. How you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, just getting used to talk shoe. Getting the uh, feet wet. I don't know if you heard talking with Jim there. Um, you know, just it was supposed to link up directly to YouTube. But that seems wonky, so I'm not going to fuck okay. with it too much. But, uh, yeah, we'll we'll get started in a few minutes, um, maybe like 10, 15 or so. Uh, I got you two so far. Uh, looks like uh, main man came in there. So he's probably going to come back. And uh, that's it. We'll, uh, we'll get going. Cool. Hope you got some good thoughts. And I'm going to, you know, mostly dish it to you guys this year. I don't got... You know, I have a lot to say, but I want to hear more what you guys have to say because that was the bread and butter of this show, and I think that's what everybody liked. So, I uh, yeah, you know, look forward to hearing from you. Sounds good, man. Thanks. Yeah, man. All right, so I'm gonna mute you real quick, and uh, we'll get ready. Oh wait. Oh. Hello. Yep. Who's this? Is this main man? Good. No, it's Jim now. Oh, Jim, my bad. So, oh, sorry. Right, hold on. Main man's viewing only. All right, no audio yet. Oh, he was there last year. All right, cool. Like I said, we'll give a few minutes. I'm going to take a sip of my drink. My background, I guess, is kind of useless, but... It's fine, it's fine. Main page here. Do something real quick. 
I hope everybody's doing good. I hope everybody liked the episode, man. Cause I was I enjoyed that shit a lot. Yeah, it was very good. All right. So Green Man left. Chaz dead. All right, don't forget, we're going to start off with uh, reviews, number, letter, whatever kind of review you want to give. We're going to do that. Um, I got Maine in the chat. What's up, dog? He's got the picture of Maine as his logo. I love it. I think he's trying to log in to talk because I know he was uh, last year. I think he logged in through the web. All right, put my phone on mute here. That's a must. Talking to Axel real quick. And uh, we'll be started. And I appreciate your patience, guys. But Oh, Brett, 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 Brett left. Let's see in the chat. See his eyes. Hopefully, Brett calls back. All right. We have to do this. All right, Brett's back.
I don't like how they broke up the chat here. Open chat. Yo, participants. All right. Let me get this thing going. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Winterfell Fan Call-In Show. This is Season 8, Episode 1, titled Winterfell. And I am your host, DJ Tim Hines, and I'm here to bring it to you, bring you the people. That's right, what you guys want to hear, the fans' thoughts, the fans' opinions, and all the people who decided to call up, join in the chat, and get down with us at Podcast Winterfell. And we're here, once again, doing the thing that started many, many eons ago with Lost and carried over through many other shows and landed into good old westeros and settle the home in winterfell yeah we're here we got a new sponsor this year cufflinks.com we got the dvr podcast network popping off and we're just doing it how we do i got a few callers already in the uh, lined up and thanks to cufflinks every week i'm going to be giving away a hand of the pin hand of the king pin so I have a number. I wrote it down. I'm going to you can listen to it. This paper, this paper has the winner of the order of the caller. So if you're the number on this thing in the order your call was received, you will win the hand of the kingpin. It's kind of a tongue twister if you think about it. But yes, our friends at cufflinks.com decided to give us some great things to give away and just to show their love of our pod of you guys and of game of thrones they made some great stuff so i'm going to real quick talk about the episode and as usual i do a rating system and i give a rating every year and i'm thinking of a rating and i'm like hmm i like this and I like that. I don't like this. I don't, you know, a hard day I'm on the show. If you guys know previously, I've been a little, uh, I reset the bar on what ratings would be, but you know what? I thought about it today and this year, all my ratings now don't go by me. I would love to hear your rating, no matter what form it's in, but all my ratings are going to be colors. That's right. Last year on, on our Westworld West podcast, I kind of switched it up and gave emoji ratings. Well, now I'm giving colored ratings. This week's episode was a burnt sienna. That's right. If you take the Crayola box, the big 64 pack, and look for that burnt sienna, bam, that's what I'm giving this week. It was a really fun episode with really touching moments. Boy, there was just some looks that were just so well worth not having said anything. There was some tension. There was some broken tension. There was love. There was regret. It was it was a very emotion-filled episode. I loved all that stuff. I liked a lot of the progression, and I just really enjoyed the episode so 
where I'm going to go with the rest of my feedback will be somewhere else. Where we're going to go with this week's feedback is we're going to bring it to our first caller. And this week, our first caller happened to be our good buddy Jim from Canada. And bam, Jim from Canada. What's happening, pal? Jim, are you there? Yes, yes, I am, man. Nice to hear your voice again. Good to be back. Yeah, really good to hear you. How you doing? Uh, well, less anxious now, that's for sure, after a year and a half of waiting. So, you know, just glad that it kind of finally came and sad to see that it's going to go in about a month and a half. Well, let's not even talk about that for a while. And let's just keep it rolling right now with good thoughts, good vibes, because oh, I don't want that to end. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. But yeah, t tell, you know, start it off. Give me a rating if you got one. If not, All right. well, tell me how you feel. Yep. Last year, I was uh, pretty much on the, on the high note with them. So a lot of mine were like nines and tens if I could. Uh, I'm going to kind of keep it similar, man. Eight, eight out of ten. And... Um, can't really go much higher just simply because it's the first episode, but really not much to disappoint. It was uh, pretty much, you know, like Brad said, we don't got time for this. Let's just move things along and get to the meat and potatoes, right? So I was really happy with the episode. Like you said, a lot of uh, quick interactions just to get the point across. Uh, some, you know, tense moments with the looks between some of the ladies and even between John and Aria. But overall, yeah, great episode, man. I can't wait for the next one. Yeah. What were some of your favorite scenes? So, but, uh, you know, Brian, who doesn't have a lot of scenes, right? Uh, in my mind, he's kind of like that old kung fu master that sits in the background while everybody else is fighting. And then at the end, he just kind of shows you this messed up move and destroys everybody. So I'm kind of getting that vibe from Van and uh, from Brian. And although he didn't... Uh, do much this episode like the less he speaks the more impact he has right i mean the john stuff you know you're kind of expecting it, it was good i enjoyed it it's good to finally see it, that he knows but um yeah i like the brand stuff man to be honest with you yeah it was kind of cool like it was eerie but so i don't know i say like stark like mixed with the three-eyed raven like like it was almost like the perfect house yeah. to be picked from because you can't tell if he's stark or yeah, you can't he tell if he's raven right right he's got this like you know weird like yeah this vibe right you know he's gonna do something you just don't know what he's gonna do just yet i'm not saying he's got superpowers or anything but i mean he does in a sense but it just you know i think it's all gonna hinge on him um kind of pulling that final switch for everybody right yeah, and he's, like, setting up the pieces almost. Like, it's almost like a game to him. Like, you know, I've heard Axel say a few things. Uh, why wouldn't, it, you know, everybody say things together? Why, you know, we could have nipped all this with one conversation when he said, all right, enough of this. It's, you know, time for the, the main concern. The White Walkers are coming. But that was it. Like, he didn't say this, 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 and this. And it could have all been summed up. Everybody could have, you know, picked up the pieces. But he's kind of having his way with all the knowledge. 
Yeah, 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 for sure. And it's like the little sentences he says have such an impact, right? So it's almost like it's worth the wait, in, in my view. You know, I know a lot of people kind of thought he had a boring storyline in previous seasons, but I always enjoyed his character because ultimately, you know, it's all going to come through him to everybody else, right? So he's that linchpin that keeps it all together. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, opening credits, man. Opening credits, how good were those? Oh, they were great. I mean, the yeah. only thing that I, was a little goofy was the brightness of everything. But it was super, like, like amped up, trippy. The way they just combined all the, the moving parts. I mean, they look like gears, but they're not really gears. And everything that opens and closes and moves... It's really awesome. They did a yeah. sick job. Right, right. And that, <clears throat> excuse me, that brightness, I don't know if you caught it, but at the top where the wall is, it's all ice. And then as it goes further, you can see it's snow, right? So it kind of, it's showing you the progression of the White Walkers, I would imagine. So I'm guessing next episode, there's going to be more ice further south of the wall and then the pre next episode as well. So it looked, it looked like ice to me anyways, but... Yeah, I loved it, man. It was going down into the crypts, into the Red Keep, into the dungeons. You see that, you know, that scorpion with the dragon's head at uh, King's Landing. So it was really good. It was good to, and you know what? It was good to not see Essos anymore. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Because in my heart, I still want to know a lot of stuff about what's going on over there. But most likely... Yeah, we'll brain it, says maybe doubtful. we'll save it for another show, man. They'll, they'll make something else with it. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That would be cool. You know, they start off opening that tomb in Karth, and they see some bones. They're like, hmm, whose bones are these? And it's like <laughs> archaeologists, and it goes back in time. Uh, some yeah, crazy yeah. stuff. Uh, you'll have little Sam telling that story. Yeah, yeah, right. Little Sam's like, well, one one time I knew about this story of this Karth, and uh, it was supposed to be the greatest, richest guy in the world. I can't pronounce his name. Zara 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 Zara. That'd be funny. See, I read it. That stuff. There you go. I read it in a book. He'll say just like his dad. Yeah, write this stuff down. See, I'm sure someone will buy it. Fan fiction, and you know, it sells exactly. Yeah, so lots of callbacks too, man. You know, they had the, the opening scene, which was same as, you know, episode one with Robert and Cersei coming in. This time it was John and Daenerys. The music was the same as that march. You had that little kid running around, just like Bran and Arya were. So, you know, lots of good callbacks. It's, uh, you know, they're bringing it all together, man. I'm just glad to see that, you know, um, we're finally here and hopefully people don't nitpick too much because, you know, there's books, there's movie, uh, show, the two totally separate things, and keep them that way. You know, enjoy both till the end. Oh yeah, you know that's kind of the relieving thing is knowing that hopefully there'll be a book. You know, hopefully there'll be quality shows to follow. That even if they're halfway as good as this, you know, it's it's just something to look forward to because. You know, when yeah. you started off, you're like, we only have a few, you know, this many weeks. I'm like, I can't think about that now. We just started. But in actuality, you know, things move fast. But, 
you know, yeah, it's actually you know what? it's it's more sorry it's more i'm anticipating the end it's not i'm not thinking of it as a bad thing right like it's more i can't wait to get there right like it's just a celebration not a not like a, a sad thing for me yeah i was in a group uh on facebook or I was, my yeah it was on facebook and i said man they should have titled this episode blue balls because i want more i can't be left here like this <laughs> like damn but you know what you're saying uh is kind of ties into what Thierry, uh what varus says when the elder men are having their little conversation and he ends with nothing lasts so i thought that was kind of like yeah. fitting you know so this is uh you know nothing lasts but while it's here yeah. we're going to talk about it so if you yeah, want to hang on for a little bit little nod. go ahead go ahead yeah, say sure, yeah say another little piece no, no, and then we're gonna... the, the, they're throwing little nods to the viewers with stuff like that right you know it's uh just like a little wink to us <clears throat> yeah I'm, i have no problem with that you know there's some purists that are like oh you know why do they have to do that but we're the ones who watch it so it's what it's here for. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't yeah, mind it. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah um, I just want to, what, what I'll do is I'll hang out for a bit, let you jump on some other calls, but I do want to just mention something at the end, if you don't mind coming back, just um, a little bit of how I think something might end with the show, if you don't mind. Oh, heck yeah. I just, you know, I definitely want to hear more from you. I want to uh, just, you know, get the other guys, uh, people on and we can dish yeah, it out yeah, later. For sure. All right, Jim. Thanks, man. All right, man. Uh, Jim's a good guy. We had caller number two, big fan of the pod, big fan of the network, big contributor. Brett is in the house. Welcome, Brett. Thanks for having me, Tim. It's good to be on. Oh, it's good to hear your voice again, man. It's it's this is <laughs> great. It's like the team's back together. All the, I see a lot of familiar faces in the chat, you know, in the on the call, you know, people tweeting, they were excited about it. So this is good. How are you feeling about yeah. the episode? I loved it. Yeah, I really did. I, just like the last caller said, I'd probably give it about an eight out of ten. Um, it's a really solid way to start out the season. I feel. Yeah, sure it was. Uh, I haven't heard from anybody that they were like dissatisfied that there was no uh, battles or this and that about, um, you know, too many, uh, you know, wasn't enough climax. It was awesome. It was all like info packed stuff, but with a lot of like mystery, snide looks and you know, peculiar, uh, peculiar ways that people view, you know, like, like a lot of good acting. Yeah. A lot of good. And yeah. And not a, not a ton of action, but just a lot of build up and a lot of tension is building up. So, you know, it's coming. Definitely. So, what was some uh, scenes that stood out? What was a scene that stood out for you? What'd you really like? Well, listening to the last call, I kind of wanted to piggyback on that and talk a little bit about Bran because it occurred to me I think he's actually starting to come into his own as as the three-eyed raven. Uh, if you remember the scene 
um, basically he's the one that told Sam to tell John about his lineage. And he said, you have to do it right now, Sam. And I want to believe that he probably knew, because Axel talked about this too, about how Sam having just learned about his brother and father dying and how emotional he was about that and how that really affected how he delivered that news to John. I feel like Bran actually knew that Sam was in that emotional state that that had happened and that he wanted Sam uh, to deliver the news right then because he knew that would be the most effective way for John to hear that news. And so I feel like that could be an example of Bran really utilizing his, his three-eyed raven powers, uh, you know, kind of coming into his own there. Yeah, because he could have easily said it right the second he saw him or had a conversation with the group, with the family. But it it's like, I don't know if, you know, if it's on purpose, but, you know, Sam's the only one that knows other than Bran and, uh, and John now. So I guess maybe it's done also to keep the, it's tight in case they don't want the news out or, you know, mm -hmm. what you're saying, you know, could be also tied in with that. But I like what you're saying because Bran is slow playing everything for a reason because he could easily out a lot of things. But, you know, Axel did say also another thing which made sense. Maybe he has to know what to look for to plug into the network. Like he can't just know everything. Like, cause if you remember last season, he had to go back and then conclude what he was looking for with, you know, his aunt uh, giving birth to John. Right. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, and he, I'm sure he doesn't know everything yet, but he, he's knowing more and more all the time. And I feel like that scene might be an example of like him trying to use his, you know, all knowingness power, you know, for good or for, or in a way that he's dictating what's happening. Yeah, like, you know, may, maybe we're not able to handle so much information at once. You know, he has a special power to do it because he's the three-eyed raven. But as, you know, the rest of us, we might not be able to process that, especially in those times. They didn't have the, like the info that we have now, and we're still not able to process the info we see every, on a daily basis that passes through our, you know, through us, like between newspapers, TV, internet, like we have, we see so much stuff on a daily basis. He's seeing who knows how many times more than that. So yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah. One concern. Any, any one, go ahead. Sorry. I, I, and I just wanted to throw in, and he, his time with the three-eyed raven was cut short, if you remember. You know, so he, he wasn't ready to become what he became at the time because the, the accelerated, you know, timeline there with the with the army of the dead on top of them. So he's yeah, he's he's still pretty raw. Yeah, he's still got ways to go as far as what we know, you know. <laughs> Brand's journey could could possibly be like he's he's got so much more 
like accessibility but you're right like how much uh, we wonder how much time would the three-eyed raven have given him had they not been blown you know their cover when bran got touched mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah so we're talking about bran a lot and he was waiting for his friend to come which we now know was is jamie because he didn't mm -hmm. really talk to sam like that but I, I was wondering you think he doesn't feel cold like he doesn't feel emotions because that boy sat out all night in the same spot in winter in winterfell i don't know seems like a frostbite waiting to happen <laughs> you know he can't feel Good his point. legs anyway mm. uh. yeah it makes you wonder uh, yeah because they just not like they had heated blankets back then or anything electric blankets right you know and he doesn't know if his legs are cold his toes are all black we don't know what's going on down there I feel bad for the kid. No one's talking to him. It's like everybody just walks by him except for the people who need to talk to him. It's like, you know, hey, it's Bran, probably the most important Stark in the house. But, you know, nobody talks to him. They just keep walking. But nah, he, he's a great character. And I, I love what he's kind of developed into because it could have went a lot of weird ways with not only the magic or him being as a child you know we don't know they could have made it more childlike but he like grew up fast and, and when john says yeah. you're, you're a man he's like well not really but you know john thinks he means like he's not really a man because he's still young but he doesn't he means he's not really a man so it's, right. it's like a play on that yeah not really human Right, exactly. John's thinking like, oh, you you know, you're almost a man like of age and but yeah, uh, it, it, he's probably, I would say, going to be one of the top three most important characters in the finale. I, yeah, it's hard to argue with that. I really think, you know, as, as more time passes, as he's able to hone his skills, he's going to be a a real a real force to deal with definitely all right so you got another point you want to talk about something um and the one thing that i didn't i, I was able to re-watch the episode today and one thing i noticed on my second rewatch is the scene where Tyrion looks up and, and sees Sansa talking to Lord Royce. It's almost like they're talking in secret. And then he goes up there and kind of breaks it up because he wants to talk to Sansa. But kind of got me thinking, what was Sansa and Lord Royce talking about there? Are they, are they kind of coming up with some sort of uh, contingency plan if, if uh, this mad queen doesn't work out? <laughs> you know, the Daenerys coming into Winterfell doesn't work out. So it just kind of made me think maybe they, they got something secret going on in, in the works. Yeah, it, it was weird. And it's kind of like, why Royce? You know, she I guess she figured that's the next closest house relative because how how loyal he was to her aunt. Um, I mean, he is a good choice. I, I do like him, you know, other than 
being seem like he could be bullied a little bit he is very noble and i i enjoy that part of him so like i know he'd probably throw down for sense and know what no problem yeah he's very loyal and he, and he has that connection to the veil who basically rescued them at the battle of the bastards and that was all kind of sansa's doing that was you know that was her contingency plan at, at that time as well so it could be that they already kind of had that you know relationship built yeah plus he he probably gained respect because he had no love loss for baelish and the way you know he's out of the picture it kind of keeps the north northern right yeah but other than i mean we know now the umbers and the last hearth are pretty much wiped out that was pretty crazy man what'd you think about that <laughs> That was crazy. Yeah, that was that was a pretty that was very startling. That was one of the more startling scenes that I can remember when Oh, Brett. You there? Brett. Coming in and out. Hey, Brett. All right, looks like we lost Brett for a second. Uh, that stinks. He was in the middle of a good point. I'm going to hang on, wait till see if he gets back. Meantime, see if Main Man wants to hop on. Main Man, you out there? Hey. guys there hello hey it's jim again man <clears throat> yeah jim all right yeah i was just uh testing it out i got everybody unmuted but uh seems that i think brett hopped off and uh i got you back for now so we were yeah. talking about uh the death of little lord umber and uh until he got knocked yeah. off how you feel about that yeah that was some creepy stuff uh he got what he's coming to man <laughs> he refused yeah. to help right oh uh, man you know it's it's uh what was it um ned stark said right there's uh the lone wolf dies but the pack survives so they're gonna all learn that lesson quickly i guess yeah and then and then the little Glover boy left in the circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of like that scene in, uh, what was it? Uh, oh, I'm forgetting with the water. The, uh, you know, that lady said goodbye to her children, and uh, then her kids turned into white. Oh, hard home. Ah, what was it? Hard home. That's it. Yeah. So yeah. It's similar to that, right? Like whenever, whenever you got little kids turning into white and attacking and screaming always kind of send some chills sure you know and, and that scared yeah, the heck out of me yeah yeah that shriek right i was not expecting that yeah yeah man so 
we're back to you and i want to ask you a question sure, what do you sure. think about Aryan gendry you think there was like some kind of love connection there uh, i think they tried but I, I don't think they they hit it off as much you know they could have uh stayed a few more maybe a minute or so longer on it but uh, i think Arya's. I don't think she's made for uh, for marriage, man. Like her dad said, you know, um, you're gonna marry a lord and you're gonna be a good wife. And she said, no, that's not for me, right? So I, I don't see them getting together. <laughs> I don't know. She, it was cute though, the way she was looking at him, you know. And oh yeah, for sure, for sure. The history that they have, like as far as just starting off basically in the shit together and full circling it back to fighting together it's kind of cool plus their fathers are best friends like right they're gonna bring it all together just you know and and that's what i'm glad the first episode did it touched up on these things where we remember from you know years ago and you know like i said move on right like let's get to the main story but you know address the fact that these guys are all in the same place now and you know just rekindle those stories a little bit so it's good to see. It's good to see. I just I don't think it's going to progress any further. Too much stuff going on. I mean, you got a lot of weird webs that could be interwoven here. You know, if Arya, Gendry get together, and then Arya finds out John's a Targaryen, who then Gendry realizes that his Targaryen father. Uh, I mean. John finds out that Gendry's father was the one that killed his father. It could be a lot of saltiness going on, yeah. you know. Stay away from my sister. Yeah, she yeah. killed my his dad. His dad killed my father. <laughs> yeah, John gets all emotional again and broody. Yeah, we don't know. It's we don't know how this is gonna play out. I mean, that that's probably the most fun of this episode is that everything's still up in question. Like as cool as it was to see everything and reintroduce with everybody everybody's in question you know we still got we don't know euron's you know the way he described his plans to yara like he doesn't give a shit he just wants to bang the queen and stay alive basically so he doesn't care who wins or loses you know like it's there's a lot of indecision going on you know we don't know what bronze up to so it's a fun, fun episode. I love this little rabbit hole we're going down. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think um, <clears throat> I got urine as one of the first ones I think is going to get knocked off, right? Like, I, I don't see his purpose anymore. Like, he got the Golden Company over. I can't see Cersei giving in to him. I mean, yeah, maybe she just wanted to get laid, and that's pretty much it. But I, I just don't see him progressing story-wise anymore. I know it's different in the books, obviously, but in the show i just see him you know uh i don't know who kills him to be honest with you i, I think it might be uh um what's his name uh the mountain just you know cut them right in half one day because yara went up to um the iron islands so i don't see her meeting with him anytime soon so i think the the mountain's just going to cut him in half one day just whatever so she's going to get bored with him and just you know that'd be great chop him in half i mean that was pretty yeah. much my, you know, wish last year. I just want death this season. But this episode got me like <laughs> giddy that like 
I don't really want to see death, but Euron's an easy one to go. Like, I wouldn't mind at all. Yeah. He's such a cocky, arrogant guy. And plus, like, he already got what he wanted. So if he goes, I guess yeah. he could, you know, go happy. Yeah, I don't. I, there's no um, negative to the story if he goes. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's not like he's gonna affect much more happening. So I, I have him as one of the first ones to go down. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. All right, I got Brett back. I'm gonna bring him in real quick, and I'll I'll get back to you in a few minutes, and we'll talk about your uh, ending theory. Sure, sounds good. Uh, cool. Hey, Brett. Welcome back. You had some technical issues, um, and I'm unmuting you and bringing you back into the call. And what's happening? Thank you. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened there, but I'm all right. <laughs> Ravens probably crossed up the internet lines. We know how it goes. <laughs> right on. Uh, I just I think I left off talking about you were how, how... you were so upset about little boy Umber and how messed up that <laughs> yeah and i just appreciate how uh how scary they made it you know just to remind us what kind of threat we're dealing with here with these white walkers a little ned umber but i know so how scary they are right and when they got there when you know they uh were shown it and, and Tormund's, you know seen it and it, and it lit up and the eyes went crazy and everything, and then the flames happened. What was it showing us? Why were they leaving that message? Like, just be afraid? What are these, what do you think their purpose is? Why are they coming? I have no idea, but the fact that they left a symbol like that makes me think that there is a reason, you know? Um, right, and hopefully we hopefully we learn that reason. Um, there's some speculation that we may not get that this season, and that may be like a the prequel series uh, may touch on that. But just the fact that they're leaving these symbols seems like they have a motive. And yeah. you know, I just hope I, I just hope we kind of learn a little more about that. Right. It seems like if it was just death and destruction there'd be no need for that because first of all, if they've made it past there, why would they still even expect more people to go there? Like, cause they're basically flooding North to South. Like it just, it's just weird. Mm -hmm. Unless they well, can think, see something. Well, I, one, one of my ongoing theories is that the night came has basically the powers of, of the three-eyed raven and that he can probably see the future on some level and so he probably knew where some of those groups of people were and that they would eventually find that i, I would not be surprised hmm. yeah it's gonna have to tie in something like because he's too calm the way he moves and you know there's a lot of different things that got me thinking about the Night King and their whole army. And the funniest thing is, like, I'm thinking all about this stuff, and I'm, you know, rewatching it twice. And I'm, all this cool stuff happened in the episode, and I'm still thinking about them. And they weren't even in the episode. But there's a lot of cool things. Like, why 
are they moving at the pace they move? Like, why wouldn't the ice dragon just start flying ahead, wiping stuff out, coming back, you know, making their path easier? There's just a lot of weird, I'm thinking like, I guess, military strategy that could be utilized, but it isn't. But with this symbol, it's like they're doing this with purpose for maybe not military, maybe for some other reason. Like, I, I can't figure that out, but it's just weird to me why they would go to those lengths. It, yeah, it's like we don't understand, but it seems like they could there could be a reason for it. Uh, maybe they need this entire army on foot to hurt. Or the only way to really get the army from one place to another would be on foot, since it's you know a hundred thousand or however many people there are in it, and it just there could be an, an overarching strategy. Maybe they do need to get south to a certain location in order to do something, or and you know along the way, of course, they're going to try to build the army as much as possible. So I know they just grew their army when they went through the last heart there with the, with the umbers. Um, yeah, it, it's hard to know what the plan is, but there could very well be a plan, you know. I mean, you know, it could be get into the the werewood, the last few werewoods or something. We know that ones in Winterfell. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's one cool thing. Yeah, and I think. Go ahead. Um, just going to say one cool piece of that intro this year of really seeing how encased that little piece of the forest was inside the, the walls of Winterfell with that remaining werewood. Like, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's the first time we've kind of seen Winterfell from that angle. Yeah, like they showed it, but it wasn't like as detailed as far as look, look how encompassed this tree is. So I don't know, maybe it's pointing, maybe it's not, maybe it's we're nutty podcasters, who knows, but it's fun <laughs> to think about these things. Well, it seems, there does seem to be a connection with the weirwood trees. And we may get a little more of that when eventually they get to Winterfell and We'll see if the Night King has some sort of interaction with that tree. That's kind of interesting to think about. Yeah, and you know, the children of the forest were protecting the other ones, and the last time they came there, they had that battle, and they burnt that one up that the Three-Eyed Raven was in. So, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's, there's a lot to learn, a lot to learn down there. Speaking of down there, I'm going to go there and I'm going to ask you a down there question about a woman's down there. And it's Cersei's down there. What do you think? Is she pregnant? Was she hiding it? Was it a ruse? Uh, a lot of mystery here. She was drinking wine. She, you know, the way Euron grabbed her belly, there was it was nowhere near the way she made it puffed out last year. So let's hear your your thoughts. What, so was she drinking wine for sure in that in the episode? Uh, I'm just assuming it could have been grape soda. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, probably was. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about that because I was pretty convinced that she was pregnant before 
watching the episode. Um, but maybe, you know, maybe not. That, that could be a clue. I'm not sure now. But I, I, yeah, all along I had assumed that she was pregnant. It made sense that, you know, with her conversation with Tyrion and with Jamie um, and with Kyvern, I think we saw a little bit of last season, that kind of fit that, that that would be an explanation and one of her motivations for staying alive and, you know, keeping, keeping the kingdom together for her son or her child. But it's so also it's also an easy way to make men sort of do what you want to do who are your relatives. So look how easy Tyrion bought it and told Sansa. And she's like, are you kidding? Like she she right away, she's like, I don't believe a thing Cersei says. And that led me to like start really buying into the fact that she was bullshitting them. Because, you know, oh, it gives her something to, you know, fight for. Nah, not really. She just wants everything because she's spiteful now because, you know, she just wants it. So it made Tyrion's harsh strings get pulled and Jamie might think that Sansa didn't buy it and I'm starting to not buy it because if even if no time passed and she had that little bump, I think Euron would have noticed the little bump while they were bumping and he didn't seem to notice the little bump. And the bump certainly didn't appear on screen. So that's true. That's true. Yeah, you're trying. You're starting to talk me into it, really. <laughs> you know what? Huh. Just a little, just a little things I, I'm picking up here, and I'm wondering, like, because you know she's always up to no good, and they keep alluding to her being crafty. And, you know, having all these tricks up her sleeve. So she's going to stay in power no matter how she can. And, you know, she's like, look, she's trying to pay off Bron. She's trying to pay off our dude, Bron. This guy's one of the funniest guys in the show. And you're putting him in a bad position. And, you know, it, he's having a hard enough with the time and the positions he's in with these women around him talking about other dudes and PTSD. He's like, listen, I don't want to hear about the battle. I just want to get my rocks off. And he can't even do that. Kyburn interrupted him. So, I don't uh, know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think well, that whole scene he's was, taking it. Yeah, that whole scene with Bron was a little weird. I, I don't know if I'd believe that that, uh, that Cersei just wants him to go up and kill her brothers. That seems too simple, almost. I mean, he'd be the guy to get close to them to do it, but it just seems weird. Like, if it all ends, that's what you care about. You already owe all this gold out to the Golden Company and all these other people. I don't know. Just very strange, that scene. But I hope Ron, I I hope he shoots her with that, that crossbow. <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah. All right, let me ask you a few questions. Now I'm going to let you go ahead, bring up a point, anything you want to talk about. Uh, let's see. Um, it, it, all, it all comes back to the White Walkers for me. And uh, 
I, you know, I, I lost my train of thought. I thought I was going to say something more about the Night King. See, look at it. See how it's going back. We're talking about the guys who aren't even in the show this episode. So far, you get every every other character <laughs> that's left. But we're talking about the Night King. But that that's how right. it is, you know. That's that's the speculation part. That's what we do. The podcast fun. Oh, I will say this. I'm curious how Essos will come into play because I'm not convinced that you know they're just going to stay in Westeros the entire year. Um, and now I know that we didn't see Essos in, in the uh, on the map in the in the uh, beginning credits, but we did see Last Heart, and we're probably not going to see them again. And so I have a feeling it's eventually the map is going to open up a little bit more and hopefully we will see Essos and I'm just kind of wondering how they will come into play because we know that uh, Dario is still over there and I don't think they would just write off that character. Yeah, I mean, there's so many loose ends. I'm still waiting to find out what Pi is all about. Like, there's that whole faction of, of magic over there that still has never come back into the show. And it probably won't. It's a silly thing, but it's like, it's still one of those Essos things. Like, we still kind of want to know about the Stone Men. Like, are they just stuck there? Is there a purpose? You, you know, why did we see, we heard about it, that would have been fine, but why did Tyrion and Jorah go through there? Was it just to get Jorah the Grayscale? Or was it a bigger purpose? Like, there's a lot of other parts other than just Westeros and the Night King and, and the, you know, the whites, like we never found out about if there's a white faction that's marching South in Essos. No, we haven't. And I will say this, the, the Lord of Light, I think is going to be a big factor. Um, we've already seen, obviously, the Lord of Light supposedly is responsible for bringing, you know, Beric back six times, bringing John back. Melisandre has already said that she has to return to Westeros before she dies. So something to do with the Lord of Light is definitely going to come into play. Yeah, she was going to get some some other help somehow, so... Maybe bring more magic. I don't know. Magic plus two dragons might might work. It might. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what she's doing. I'm not. I can't remember if, if she said what she was doing over there or not. Yeah. Well, but, yeah. Just get a bunch of red priestesses and <laughs> bring in some more magic. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to let you gather your thoughts if you want to hang on. I'm going to open up the call and probably bring Jim back, talk to him a little bit, and uh, bring you back in a minute. Sounds good. Right on. So we'll take a peek here see if main man got his mic back up. He may have. He may not have. But if he didn't, you know, that's how it is. Hey, Jim, what's happening? Yep, back here. 
Uh, All right, I got uh, you back on. Touch up on uh, what uh, was it, Brent or Brett? Yeah, it's Brett. The other caller, Brett. Sorry, um, so I was just gonna. He just kind of reminded me of something he said about, or, or was it you that said about the stone men and you know what's going on in Essos over there? So it just got me thinking. You know, Axel has that theory that the grayscale is gonna play a role here in the end. Uh, I don't know if you've heard Axel talk about it. Sure. And I was kind of thinking that uh, one way it could play a part in it is if you infect all the living people with grayscale on purpose so they can fight the whites. I mean, we're still going to need Valyrian steel for the white walkers, but to fight, you know, 100,000 whites, you just unpurposely infect all of Westeros with grayscale. And that kind of makes them, I don't know, immune or something like that. Or if they touch the whites, they die automatically, so you don't have to burn them, you don't have to fight them in that sense. So it just kind of popped in my head while you guys were talking about that. So props yeah, back for the, uh, for the theory. But, yeah, I think that's, that might play a role. You never know. It's definitely stuff that's might never get solved, but is like juicy little tidbits. I would love to see that kind of stuff, like a purpose for it. You know, obviously we – we can say that the Jorah storyline was the purpose, which I would be fine with. But I, at, at this point, I want a little more magic. If we're getting this much magic from here, I want to see different types come into play. Yeah, you know, yeah. Kyburn's able but... to. If Kyburn's able to summon the mountain back, he's got to, you know, be able to conjure up some other black magic. Yeah, and he's got that hand with him, so. Who knows what he's working on, right? Yeah, the hand, exactly. Yeah, yeah. A um, little bit on Sansa, man. You know, everybody gave her grief in previous seasons, but you can see how she's kind of coming into her own now, obviously, the last the last season of this season. And uh, it kind of made me laugh because when she was looking at Daenerys, you know, I'm sure anybody that's got, you know, brother-in-laws and sister-in-laws, and once you get married, you know, you kind of get the in-laws, the, 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 the sister-in-law fighting with your wife or your brother-in-law fighting with your husband. And it kind of made me chuckle that, you know, although some people might say Sansa's acting kind of snobby, I, I think, you know, she's just kind of standing her ground. You know, she's, uh, I think she's doing right the way she's acting. Uh, although she's not my favorite character per se, I don't really find too much wrong with her. I think she's uh, approaching it the right way. Be cautious, you know, um, this is your home. Yeah, let you know, Daenerys in, she's the queen, but, uh, you know, keep an eye on her type of thing, right? So, since we have yeah. the last up, just wanted to kind of mention that. She had, like, the straightest-faced, non-movement eye roll that I've ever seen in my life. Like, it was perfect. It was like, yeah. she wanted to be like, who's this? But, like, didn't break face, but you could still see it. Like, it, it was probably some of the best acting she's done this whole series is i think in this yeah. episode she's finally fitting the leader role and i think what Arya said is really true like sansa's finally understanding this all this shit she had to endure is like the way life is so what's the things that she's clinging to allegiances uh the properness Family. of the world, like battle strategy, like the things, the the way things are supposed to be done. Whereas it seems like John and some other people are, are giving up tradition where she's holding that. 
Yeah, she's being like mad, right? Yeah, very Take much. Care of the family first. Yeah. So I, I, you know, as much as I used to make fun and joke around about whiny Sansa, she's awesome. The last two years, she really has come around. And you know, that being said, she it wasn't she wasn't awesome those other years because knowing now the type of actress she is, she was awesome. It was just the role written for her just kind of sucked that yeah, she had yeah, to absolutely. play that. Yeah, she just had to go through all of it to get to this point. So, and that's cool, you know. I mean, it's it shows her progression. It's almost one of the the most fun to watch. I mean, other than Arya, um, because it's the most vast. Yeah, and she's gone from a girl to a woman, right? Like you get to see the transformation. How she's, you know, last year she said to John, you know, nobody can protect me, and she's taken that to heart and. You know, she's going to be the leader that, that she feels that she needs to be. And I think that she can be, right? So I think she ends up queen of the north in the end. She stays up there. I'd like it. I mean, at least warden of the north, like, if it goes back to the old ways, she should still be in yeah. charge of the north. Like, the way she stands and her her posture, it's so authoritative. Like, she just commands respect just by the way she looks. And she doesn't seem to, like, demean people whether she looks at them, she like embraces what they're saying, but with, with respect, but with like understanding. Yeah. She's the boss. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. And yeah. now so, things are all oh, going to yeah, be haywire. It's just going to be haywire with John yeah. and what to do. Yeah. That's going to be a, that's going to be a tough one to figure out. I, I like I said, I do have a, a theory on how John's story ends. I think. Um, but just quickly with John, just to jump around a little bit, um, it was, I found it, you know, really touching when the last time you saw Ned, you know, Ned said, next time we see each other, I'll tell you the truth, right? I'll tell you about your mother. And then when yep. Sam revealed the secret, it was in front of Ned's statue, right? So in essence, beautiful. the next time you saw Ned, which was there, he didn't tell you the truth. So yeah, he lied to him and didn't lie to him at the same time, right? Uh, it's so like awesome you that. picked up on that. I saw the same thing, and I'm thinking the same thing. Ned going, next time I see you, I'll tell you about your mother. And his yeah, face and is, like, just in the corner. Yeah, yeah. It was nice. It was a nice little touch that they brought it back to that. The whole episode had warmth in, in it. You know, yeah. the Arya looking over at, at John and like letting him do his thing instead of running over and being a little girl, John, yeah, yeah, my brother, which totally would have been acceptable, but letting like looking proud of her brother. And then their reunion was so warm. It was, I think it was one of the warmest scenes in the show, especially for such a cold yeah. character. Yeah. And they threw that little humor in where they're comparing swords, you know, it's just like, you know, sticking with the pointy end, you know, how he said back then. Yeah. The relationship, right? Is that playful, but, you know, loving relationship. You could definitely see it, right? Yeah, man. No, definitely, and definitely with, good. And with Arya's faces, you know, it was funny. When uh, the episode started, you saw, you know, she was almost sad that John didn't notice her. And then when she saw the hound, she was angry. And then when she saw Gendry, she was, you know, happy. So you got to see like a whole range of motion, 
with her uh, emotions literally in like 30 seconds, you know what I mean? And, and that's what I liked about the episode as well. It was just quick, you know, touching moments and move on. Like, it's, uh, it was nice. It was a good episode. Good episode. Most definitely. Yeah. Uh, you know, we covered a bunch of stuff. And if you, you know, while I got you here, I'm going to talk about a couple things. And one of them sure. is we got a, you know, our sponsor, which that's one. We, you know, we've talked about that. But we got this other thing. We linked up with Guess the Throne. I'm not sure if you, you participated yeah. in that. They had I did, I did. 40, 43,000 entries. Nice. For this, for which them. is fantastic. And we were going to have them on tonight, which we're going to have them on every week uh, from here on out. And when we were talking earlier, we were like, well, no one died. So we can't really go over anything. So right now, there's still 100% of the of the pools alive. So that's pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not yeah. like the first round oh, of the... Sure ncaa which everybody's like pulling their hair out right. if they had any but yeah. uh so I'm yeah sure this bracket busting will start second round oh yeah yeah dude, we're gonna probably you know have like 30 percent eliminated the first the second episode like in the first 10 minutes yeah. it's probably like whack 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 yeah but you know this game is a lot of fun and these guys are great for making this thing so you know somewhere through the show uh we're going to have them on each week um, and we'll, we'll talk about that, break down some analytics because really nothing, nothing more hype about it, but just more talk about how it's breaking down, you know, how many people picked certain people that died and uh, yeah, these guys are great. Yeah. That, and, it adds a new twist to it, man. It's, it's, uh, and you know what? Share the love, right? You know, we're all in this to kind of get all these different point of views and, you know, uh, even stats, right? I, I like sports, so I'll definitely listen to them and uh, see what they have to say. Yeah, me too, dude. That's why this 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 like lines up. So, you know, it's kind of uh, perfect for the the March Madness type type season. Plus, you know, those who like that kind of stuff. And I like I, you know, stats are awesome. Anybody who knows me, listening to the podcast, I used to count. Uh, the, how many unsullied there were i'd pause the screen and you know multiply <laughs> 10 by 5 on this row and but you know the guys used to think i was nuts but i, I don't know that stuff's fun logistics is fun stats it's a is nice fun twist. yeah definitely hey, i want to mention something to you guys too man um you know when i first started listening to you guys going back with matt you know uh probably five six years now I think. Anyways, um, it was kind of like a small group of you guys, and you didn't have a far reach, right? But you guys were always like one of the top podcasts for me anyways. But uh, the last year, I've seen you guys kind of branch out with new guests, and you know what? I think you guys are getting the, the respect that you deserve. And, you know, I just thought if I could clap right now, I'd give you guys a nice clap and just say, keep at it, man. You guys are doing a great job. And, um, you know, there were some podcasts that, you know, back in the day, they they put you guys down a couple of times, man. And you know what? You guys are one of the last ones standing here and you're doing great. And just kind of keep the machine going, man. Ah, uh, man, I, I can't thank you enough. Cause that's an awesome compliment. You know, we, we just do it because we like it and we never try to hit the top and we never go extra hard with, you know, 
all these promotion tricks where people pull pods and repost them and do all these things to get notarized. But it has felt really good just, over the last, you know, yeah, man. Uh, year or so. I mean, this last two weeks, we've been featured on the front page of Pandora. Uh, we were featured on Stitcher. So these are like big outlets and new outlets because we were used to like the main uh, couple podcast apps. So th this is it's a yeah, real man, big deal for us. Deserve it, man. I think you guys deserve Thank it. And you know what? You're, you're, you're real fans. You know, you're not hiding behind, you know, like let's read off a script or anything. Just shoot from the hip and say it like it is. And if people like it, great. If they don't, hey, whatever, man. You know? Nah, I'm glad you noticed that. Cause it, and it's fun having a few people involved. You don't get the same voices. And we have a few different types of shows. You know, I love keeping the fan calling going because this is, you know, basically how we started through Lost doing this. And then Matt started the call in with uh, Game of Thrones. So we had to keep that part going. I think this is one of the better parts of the podcast because people get to participate other than sending in written tweet, uh, written feedback or audio recorded feedback. You know, we could dish it back and forth. And to me, that's, that's the most fun. That's how I found these guys, you know, 15, 12, 15 years ago. And that's how I got part of the crew. And, you know, it's just, it's just fun. And, it, you know, I appreciate yeah. everything you said. That was, that was a big deal. You're the man, Jim. Yeah, man. You guys, you guys enjoy it. You can tell that you guys enjoy doing it. So keep it up. Well, you know, what's really cool is that I had the paper written out and it was caller number one who was going to win hand, <laughs> of the, hand of the King pin. So, I mean. No, man, they're going to think that I bribed you now. <laughs> no, I mean, we only had two callers and we're going to wrap up in a couple yeah. minutes. And I really did. I had one. But, you know, flattery will get you somewhere. But it. Definitely didn't get you the hand of the pin, hand of the king pin. You won that. And uh, yeah, thanks well, for participating, even though you didn't know you were participating. But yeah, caller one won the hand of the king pin from cufflinks.com. Uh, Jim from Canada. You're the man. I'll, uh, nice. We'll definitely be I in touch. You send me your address, we'll get you that pin. So you know the, you know the information, right? Podcastwinterfell at gmail.com. Yeah. Send it in. Yep. Say this is Jim from Canada. Here's my deets, and send me my pin. All right. So good. this has been a good, good discussion, man. Nice. All right. Before we go, let me just throw something at you. That's. I'm hoping this is it. This is what I've been waiting for. All right. Okay. So <clears throat> John's ending, right? Um, you never read the books. I'm pretty sure you didn't, right? No. Okay. So just a little background. So there's this thing, uh, there's this guy called Cregan Stark. And um, during the War of the Dragons, I'm sure you've heard of it, right? Like the, there's two sets of Targaryens fighting for the throne. Right. Okay. So um, in the end, skipping all that stuff, uh, the usurper Targaryen got poisoned, right? And this guy, Cregan Stark, uh, was called down to help the other Targaryen. So when he got there, the war was over, and he was pissed because he didn't have any, anybody to fight, just like a typical Stark, right? He wanted to die in battle. So when he got there, he um, had a trial for all the traitors, you know, people that, that supported the usurper Targaryen, plus 
the people that took uh, part in poisoning the king because he was honorable and he said, you know what, you still poisoned the king. Even though you defeated the king for us, you still, that's still treasonous. So what he did was he had all these executions, uh, sent people to the wall, um, and then he got up the next day. He was made hand of the king for one day, I believe, and then he got up, packed up, and went back to Winterfell. So I think John's story is going to be similar to his. Instead of taking the throne, he goes with Danny down south. He uh, takes care of all the traitors and then just makes his way back up. Instead of Winterfell, he goes to the wall and he rebuilds the wall at the end. I think that's kind of the bittersweet ending, right? Where Daenerys wins the throne, but John can't stay there because his honor is at the wall. You know what I mean? I think that's kind of yeah, what we're only- looking at here. And they called it the, and they called it the hour of the wolf. So I mean, that's what it's I almost that. like John has that in him where he even though he keeps getting all these titles, he doesn't want any of it. He never wanted this stuff. Like he, as much yeah. as he wanted to fight with his family, he was was okay with going to the wall. Like he didn't, you didn't hear him moan about it, you know, in the first couple episodes when Ned was sending him there, it was his duty. And I feel that he has that duty and honor. So like, you, I like that. I mean, that, that might fit and that might also appease the book tie up somehow yeah yeah and i think it's bittersweet like they say the ending's gonna be bittersweet bittersweet to me doesn't mean you know danny dies johnny lives bittersweet just means it doesn't go the way we thought it would but they could still survive the main characters you know what i mean they don't have to be just death for everybody yeah no definitely i mean you know if you're alive i think that's pretty you're you know you're ahead of the game in this show so if you come out alive at the end like you're already winning so you know the bittersweetness is just like getting what you want you know like if sam doesn't get to the citadel and become the ruler of the citadel yeah whatever but is he alive all right exactly there you go all right man that's that's a good theory i love it i hope it keeps morphing and every week you bring something different you know to it we can (laughs) probably will Either that or John dies in the first five minutes next week and it's over. <laughs> Hopefully not. But then I'm out of then I'm out of the pool, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, he's your final final four. Yeah, yeah uh, I got awesome. him, Daenerys, Tyrion, and uh, Sansa, I believe. I don't see. Uh, oh. oh, you know what? Just quickly, so Arya, I think Arya uses that weapon that she made. Like the picture I have in my mind is John's about to get attacked by the white, uh, the, um, the Night King, or, or one of those guys. And uh, Arya like shoots that whatever contraption she made. She shoots it. It's made out of, um, what's it made out of? Uh, dragon glass, shatters the, uh, the White Walker. And then as that's happening, another White Walker comes behind and stabs Arya through the heart. There's your bittersweet. John lives because of Arya, but she dies saving him. Oof, there's another bittersweetness. Look at you, man. You yeah. should make cookies. Bittersweet yeah, chocolate chips. <laughs> there you go. Man, look for faces of death. Uh, all right. Well, thank you again for calling. I appreciate having you on. And, uh, you know, it was two people got to get on. It was you and Brett. Uh, main man was in the chat. He couldn't get his mic working. And uh, we didn't get YouTube up hopefully next week but i had a fun pod i'm hope you did 
And uh, I appreciate yeah, man, you calling. Awesome. I'll try to join you guys every week. All right. Until next week, man. Vala Mogulis. Vala Harris, man. Yeah. All right, Jim. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate the recording. That was no great. No worries, man. Anytime. Cool. I'm, I'm going to go edit this stuff. Week, like I said. Yeah. Good luck to you. Yeah. I know that part's not fun, but I'll you see more people jump in next week. And... Yeah. Well, what happened was the number changed, like I you know, so I sent out the original yeah, old yeah. flyer. So, but anybody who kind of got to talk to you can just you know, know how to work, knows how to work it. But uh, I also don't know yeah, yeah. if we had any competition on YouTube mm-hmm. right now, because there might've been some live shows going on. Like last year we had History true, of true. Westeros, but we'll do what we do, bro. And I appreciate you calling. That's right. Yeah, man. All yeah, right. And hopefully, uh, you know what? It's also people are just kind of shy and intimidating, man. I know I was the first time I called, it took me a while. So maybe they hear a couple voices and then, you know, step out and just, Ah, fuck it. I'll just call. Uh, All right. Good deal. Have a good week, man. Peace. All right. You too. All right. Stopping the recording here. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.